podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. So as we get into the first show of July, uh, thank you for being a listener. It's been a busy, 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 busy month, a lot happening. Uh, however, uh, I am diligently getting us back on schedule. We're jumping right into a conversation about the Summer of Soul, Quest Love's new documentary about um, the Harlem Cultural Festival, which took place, obviously, in Harlem. Um, I mean, I'm going to let the conversation speak for itself, but thank you for um, being on board, and um, you know, please enjoy. Peace. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother Justice, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? So uh, we are back together again. And today, um, I guess sort of on time and, you know, uh, right around the time, you know, with Black Music Month as a thing. And the last month we had on the radar to have a conversation about Black music and um, debuting this weekend um, on Hulu and in theaters. Uh, yeah. Love Summer Soul. Or when the revolution could not be televised, uh, hit the hit the airways. I'm actually thinking about, you know, I got the Hulu and I watched it twice already. Um, buying the ticket just to, you know, contribute, you know, to the to the overall numbers. You know, maybe that get them to the six hundred, you know, seven hundred and eighty thousand. You know, I mean, we get maybe that get maybe my ticket get you over the hump. You know, what I'm saying you get to a million. I don't know, right. but um. In any event, uh, so I'll give just a summary for the folks that maybe couldn't infer. Couldn't do read the context clues. Summer uh, Soul uh, is the name of the of the doc, um, and it's about the Harlem uh, Cultural Festival uh, during the summer of 1969, uh, which was filmed and recorded in color, um, but never televised, uh, never editorialized, never, to my knowledge. Um, you know, in any way charted within sort of the music history, uh, you know, what was it lexicon? Is that the right, uh, the right, right uh, yeah. catalog? Um, never, you know, not not matched or paired with what happened in Woodstock the same summer. You know, what I'm saying in any way. Uh, but as one, at least my first thought is someone watching it and seeing it and thinking about it over the course of a summer and the number of artists that participated, it is actually quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a piece, you know, quite an artifact of, of a moment and of a time and of, you know, the, you know, the, the genius as, uh, or as, as, uh, Donnie Hathaway would say the, the black pool of genius, mm. as it were, um, creatively, um, and 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 I don't, you know, we'll, we'll get into the to to some of the different pieces and parts of the doc, um, but um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna talk about today, and and you know, something that I enjoy and it makes me happy, and I hope you know if you're listening to make you, maybe you be happy too. Um, 
what was some where where you want to start with something that was on your your head or your heart just coming out of it you know watching it for the first time yeah um one i think you just touched on a really interesting point of happiness and, and the joy right it extends a little bit like i did joy um and like what that means um we've for very good reasons, we've been having a lot of conversations about Black pain and Black struggle um, and those kind of things in the context of America and using what one might call the shame of the systemic, uh, systemic failure to protect people and protect Black people in particular in this country. Um, but we often can deal with them like those conversations and the conversations of joy and happiness mm-hmm. have to be bifurcated, like they got to be separate, right? right? And I don't, you know, I think it's unhealthy for them to be separated too much. When they and when they're separated, they don't paint a real picture of a real person, right? Right, right. Um, and and I think a lot of times in America, we haven't painted a real picture of black people, right? Because we're painting us as either someone to be pitied or someone who's just having a whole bunch of fun. Right, mm-hmm. we're not we're not painted as nuanced, and I think that this festival, when you watch it, you get yeah what's happening in Harlem, you get what's happening all across the country, right? But you also just get an unfettered view of people living real life and wanting to come and be together, and and be in community for weeks. Right, right, like right. A... come back and back and back in five, five or six weeks, right? A different kind of show every time. Um, and just that level of joy and happiness that shines through watching it, I think one is, and that's a testament to their documentary skills. So, this documentary can be as boring as bread sometimes, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, hats off to them for making something from that time feel gripping right and feel engaging but that's really what i what i took in you know the first part and you know as given i think into a lot of my interests has has it been about place and mm-hmm. you know particularly the role of harlem as place now i'm gonna throw something out there we'll see you know we'll see how you, how you see it up until a certain time and i think at least still in the psychic view of many over a certain age, Harlem is the capital of Black America. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's obviously so many reasons that we don't have enough time today to talk about of why that, you know, why that would be the case um, and why people would perceive it like that. Um, in some ways, I think it's still psychically, and people say it, I think there's a lot of ways, depending on your age and background. Um, I think one may argue that Atlanta has um, kind of surged in maybe being the capital as defined by this principle of commerce and the principle of this like black crystal city, which obviously is as complicated as all the other but um, as Atlanta's now. But so I just think, you know, kind of going back to that space of like, this is this capital of Black Americana. This is where this is happening at. This is a symbol of the life and energy and the resilience of Black people. And for the festival to be there um, 
and then using the festival as a way to just talk about like look at this community and what the community actually created to give people a sense of belonging a sense of self and a sense of hope mm. and i think we can downplay the role of actual physical community because of much of what we call community now is not physical mm. it's not proximity based right this shows you got physical community and being here walking down the street seeing this church seeing this chicken place seeing this masjid, seeing this art place is literally what is giving you life. And so I just think about what that means for particularly the future of Black folks, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. we are not having, in many senses, a proximity-based conversation and how community functions in, in regard to it. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I echo that thought because I think I don't think that any any because because even like when you say Harlem, we got to remember like Harlem being like a neighborhood of <laughs> right right New York City as opposed to like the whole city. So when you even think of other parts yeah, of the country now, you know Harlem for many most you know our young lives and adult lives had that moniker of like yeah this is the capital of blackness and not and not because of just like like demographics obviously part of it because it it did have black people in it (laughs) and it still has black people and lots of black people um but it is there there there's a I, i don't feel like any other area has sort of like we would we actually want to take on that title in all of its implications from you know not like not just the capital of black entertainment, <laughs> right? Or right. black uh, fashion or black, like mm. the whole politics, art and culture, uh, business, <laughs> commerce, creativity, like the, the, the education, you know, uh, rhetorical, what we call it, like, uh, you know, political debate and challenge. Like right. you know, at, at different, I, I mean, I think, you know, I'm sure there's a scholar out there that could, could tell me I'm way off or say I'm I'm on, but I I think I don't think any particular, let alone particular like a neighborhood, as it were, in any city, um, whatever its scale or, or population that pertains to black people, has like embraced the idea <laughs> that no, no, actually, mm. although I'm an elected official in Harlem and so I represent this district, I also understand that there's a part of what I am that has a national implication, right? Um, I uh you know i am a create you know the i'm a creative person in whatever genre of creativity and i know that there's a certain part of it that makes it different doing it here or i found my first community as we talked about earlier this year um we're talking about the 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 black art john um uh if you talk about you know business and commerce (laughs) that you know that was um, even back to the age of the, of the Garvey area, like, yeah, you had to get a foothold in New York if you was going to build some sort of economic, or at least to have the, 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 the presence, you know what I'm saying, of a, of a, like a, a international to national hook point, you know, to catch point. Like, I don't think, um, you know, I think most people today would almost just, you know, speak to sort of a, would be more on the, Harlem is not the capital of black people than anybody saying we want to be the capital of black people. Maybe Atlanta does. I don't know. 
but maybe they do. You know what I'm saying? And right, like I said, right. in, in the fullest context, right? Like we want all of the stuff and and then there's people positioning set themselves within the context of, yeah, we 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 might be acting locally, but we're also thinking of this, you know, nationally and globally. Um, globally. And, and so one piece I will say there, I think is important. And we talk about this, it's like, another one you can you can say, actually, when you said that, maybe you thought like, well, countries sometimes have financial centers, right? And they have political centers and, you know, it might be a distinction where I think Harlem for a long, a long time actually was the kind of centers of all of that. Whereas obviously demographic shifts and a whole host of things don't necessarily make that the case as well as a whole host of successes. But I think you just see it in the, you see it in the documentary. It's palpable that, you know, this thing that is so powerful for anyone to see, anyone in, a, in the world to see, this is just isn't something for black people to feel good about, although black people should feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Anyone in the world should see this documentary and feel good about just who our people were and are. Mm-hmm. And I just think that Harlem was, you know, was a, it wasn't is the physical representation of that in regard to uh, watching watching this, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really, uh, that's one of the big things I just took from from it. And even the, the density, like how do you get all the people in a park, right? Right, right. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and even, I mean, those that have not, those, you know, um, I guess I, I would say not initiated, affiliated, connected, experienced enough to ever been to Mount Morris Park, now Mount Marcus Garvey Park. Um, don't know nothing about the bell tower, you know, don't, never seen any big rocks you know, that you right. see certain yeah. scenes in person, right? Never seen them different stairways to go up the hill. Cause it's up a hill, at least from the angles that I've been in. So you, you like, you know, it's a, it's like, it's something up there, but you can't see what's up there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, till you get up there, then you're up there and you're like, Oh snap. It's like a whole park up here. This is dope. Right. Like, and it, it, it and it's not like a, I mean, not that central park is not a neighborhood park in a sense, but like central park is a giant park amidst like, big buildings and you know mount morris park now mark scarvey <laughs> park um feels as much as any any neighborhood park in a city on the scale of the way new york is, is structured like yeah like you're in a you know you're not like in a park that has all this extra parking for people to come in for concerts <laughs> or like something right. like modern right. sense right so i'm hoping this, i'm trying to bring this up because i want people to to frame in their mind if you've never been to harlem or if you've never been to harlem beyond like 125th street in a couple of spots right like you might not have you might not be making the right references in your mind when you're thinking about where this happened right and so this being mm. Harlem, like it was a festival in the community of Harlem, right? And which makes the scale bigger because there's so many more people, right? Where like if it was a festival, I don't know, like you know, in a in a, in a much smaller city like you know Trenton, <laughs> New Jersey, like it might be a lot of people, but it may it wouldn't be this many people. I mean, just right. many people available, or as many people may not feel compelled to check it out. But you know, you were within walking distance distance for hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> to show up. Right. And go like, oh yeah, we're going up to the park. You know what I'm saying? And and um and so that piece and then just sort of the idea that that at least got be started with and I think it's important for people contextually is that that the film speaks to is like this is happening in 1969 on the the back end of the 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 the, the, the summer the the, the what's it the um the 
the hot summer is what there's a name that different uh they either one of them other has been in the canon already like the, the, the summers of riots involves the year after martin luther king was assassinated yep. you know what i'm saying the tail end of uh, the 60s and a summer that quite frankly folks were like man we're gonna have, like what's gonna happen this year you know what i'm saying in terms of you know uh potential for you know violence and explosive you know response um of the conditions that people were living in and you know the the, the panthers coming into bloom you got um you got you know kind of before what what's about to come with the 70s and 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 and, and sort of a a pivot in 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 what the conversation of black people goes to around ourselves and our own you know sort of self determination um the uh was there something else i had on my notes let's see if i got here got uh you know before things like i mean even in the film talk about like the idea of black <laughs> like even though it was mm-hmm. like it had pivoted in the community by then right and was being moved from but it was still relatively like it was a new hip thing for black people to embrace being called black <laughs> you know and again, right. to all my my people who love to assign all things that relate to us to other people you know self-determination is where that came from <laughs> like you know people have cited and i've seen some different things threads and you know, it's it's a colonial term that came from. I'm like, yeah, but you know, we, you know, we we pivoted to that thing. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't want to be Negro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, my grandfather used to say, you know, what I mean? like, uh, you know, last time I checked, I was colored, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and 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 we can be at a distance where we can't remember what it was actually like when it was a new thing. But it, I, I, I really enjoyed that the movie. Say, yo, let me slide this in here to make sure this is on on so folks understand that like someone and then you know the um and I'll get her name because I don't have I, I just bubbled back up as we started talking. You know, the sister who was also one of the first to integrate University of Georgia <laughs> and is working at the New York Times, like basically, you know, say, yo, I, I'm gonna write about my community. I'm gonna write it about the way the community is saying it right now right this is what we're doing now you know maybe 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 it wasn't popular i don't know maybe there was a debate and, and she you know made made a decision made a choice and and pushed for it and and now it, you know it is what it is but it's just like it, it's 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 a telling spot and i think it's really ill as a as an inflection point like you know looking at this is a important moment in time <laughs> And then, and then as these this you know display of artistry that would be a lot of folks that we all know, but even some of them were not even at their 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 uh, pinnacle when this happens. Although we know them now, right? We're like, oh snap! You know, you know, it was Stevie Wonder is last night. I'm saying in the Pips and his staple singers and and uh, Mahalia Jackson and. You know, I, I was familiar with the Chambers Brothers, but they was getting busy. You know what I'm saying? It's B.B. King. Was getting busy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? B.B. King is on the stage. Like, um, you know, so that like as a just a, just to give people a snapshot. Um, and I guess the first thing that was some of the one of my takes was was this this to me a sense of, of black self definition because you have 
a diversity of genres. You have a diversity of presentations and styles, and even in the conversation of the people that are like the different, um, you know, voices through the piece, you get that, you know, there's a lot of different people were not, a, it wasn't, a, as we're not a monolith now, we were not a monolith then. And right. that like people were coming for different things more than other things. And then, you know, everybody wasn't like trying to do the same thing, but then we also were having a change. Like, you know, you had the, even though Motown was still super strong, you know, the, the seeds of what was next, you know, was on, was on deck, you know what I'm saying? And the, uh, um, and then even the, the presence of, of gospel, which I think, I mean, at least I know, most places now, there's a music festival, there's usually like the gospel day, like right. it's, on, it's on Sundays, or like it's like the, you know, here, like the good in the hood. Um, and I didn't get to watch the live stream, shout out to my man, Sam, you know what I'm saying? Everybody involved with that. Um, but the, you know, there's like the different performances and then usually Sunday afternoon or night or somewhere there is like the gospel one, you know what I'm saying? And right. that's cool. You know what I mean? Part of that is just, you know, so, you know, those that maybe don't really like dig gospel or, you know, they like a certain kind, like, you know, I might more like the gospel, sort of like the gospel that's in this because <laughs> it's, it's funky, you know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, gospel that's kind of like, you know, you should be more into it if this is more religiously speaking to you. <laughs> You know, right. kind of a little bit different. You know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to somebody else's culture. You know what I'm saying? We're like they listen to it for for um you know kind of feedback <laughs> within within the value system. I'm listening to it sort of like, well, I'm just taking the best part for myself. Like I like the way they sound, and you know, and I and I, and I trans translate you know other parts from my own understanding. But um, but it definitely is an agency of like. Is something that you brought up, and then self-definition. I think at, at displayed here, right? Because these different acts, you know, they they coming up with their music and their styles. They're coming from all over the country, which I think is kind of ill. I mean, we 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 think nothing now of a group, you know, going everywhere. Right. And we have a whole world that's much more suited to like you coming from wherever and performing and like maybe having a hotel to stay in and places to go and car services. And it's just like, I know 1969 wasn't like that. <laughs> like, I mean, we had touring musicians stuff, but I, I, I'm very curious if there was, if they had some behind the scenes, deep cut, get more information stuff of like, what was the travel situation for people? Like were people staying in people's cribs and, like right. you know I'm saying all that sort of stuff. Because we know, well, I mean, I think so two points I want to touch on from what you just said, I think, which is really important points to recall. Remember, one, that what we what we saw on the documentary, I'm going to more broadly frame it as freedom music. Mm-hmm. Than just gospel or just any of it, like even some of the Sly and Family Stone stuff, right? Like, you know, Sly and them was from out west. They was on the, you know, they was progenitors. I mean, like they was the forerunners of the whole seventies. Everybody being cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But when you but when you listen to the music they did that day, they were doing like freedom music, like the higher. And when you listen to it, you can tell it 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 represents something else. Mm. It represents another kind of possibility, right? So to me, that day, people were doing freedom music, right? And all of it was freedom music. 
in different forms, right? And so some, so even some of the gospel, when you listen, you listen to it from a thing of when the God, when, when gospel, because it's not a, a, a statement about gospel or not, not the, the particular forms of the music that are actually speaking to the possibilities of a people mm, mm. and communicating the possibilities of a people through its relationship to struggle, continuing on and having a, a, a bigger picture and a higher vision, obviously in this context through the range of like, you know, natural being or God or Jesus, but like this broader sense of we are moving towards something. And so that's the power of what came out of that show. I mean, a documentary that you have all this music and all in some way is about like people's freedom. Um, and so I just think it was, it was very powerful how they, how they did it and then how when you listen to it and see it you're like okay i see kind of like this broader vision and and stuff so definitely wanted to to touch upon that second point is to your point around like, i'm gonna go back to kind of a community context we know that under, until a certain time in new york was a little different but you couldn't stay everywhere right like in a lot of cities you you know you black folks had hotels Right. And black folks had hotels because black folks had to, you know, we had to, we were the original Airbnbs. Right. <laughs> right. Like, hey, I got a, I got a couple rooms out back. Go ahead. Give me a couple of dollars for them. We'll come make you some breakfast. Right. Right. Um, and you think about the Hotel Teresa on, you know, 125th Street and, uh, and 7th Avenue. So, you know, just again, going back to this agency conversation, and even in the midst of like, America is changing, right? There's still this sense of that, 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 that sense of self and that, that freedom music was really important to me because I was watching it being like, man, everything that's being sang or done here, everything feels like it's adding on to the liberation and the positioning of a people to see themselves as moving forward. Mm-hmm. Even when David Ruffin sang My Girl, like how you turn My Girl into freedom music isn't some shit, but like I loved, I listened to him sing my girl and felt good about it. I ain't felt good about hearing my girl since I was nine. Right. <laughs> but but um, you know, you felt that that there was a broader, palpable energy in the air of, like I said, the possibilities of of the possibilities of a people. You know. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I think that's an interesting energy too, because the way the um. Even on the way the 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 voices contextualize the experience, because like you know, lots of people, right? It's 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 whole you know, it's families out there. It's, it's man, woman, child, as you can say. There's there's elders, there's young people. Um, obviously, probably certain shows have more young people than others. I would imagine if you if you one had the ability to see more. But I think it's important, and and actually talking about this thing visually, seeing something in color from that time. It makes yeah. it, it doesn't make it so like in the past, like some far off world. Like there's a lot of shots in there. It's like there's some of the young folks, I mean, outside of the the way they cut their hair, ain't so ain't so much different. You know what I'm saying? And what I would see or hope to see if I went to if I if somebody if we was up top and they said, yo, it's a music festival over at the mount, 
and it's gonna be you know it's it's the soul fest you know and it's like the neo soul and other thing and it's gonna be like how are you it <laughs> Some, you know I mean? Some, somebody you know what I'm somebody you know that you know but you ain't you know you maybe you don't know or the bar or something gonna pop up and Melbourne, like, oh, Melbourne Moore right, right Melbourne, Melbourne Moore is out there pop up uh, and you if you went up there you know, you wouldn't necessarily see something too much different, right? Because you, right. you would see, you know, young people, some, you see some families, depending on art, who's performing. Um, you know, with the hip-hop age, obviously, you know, different times in the arc of hip-hop, <laughs> you may have seen, you know, various different elements, you know what I'm saying? Not that those elements didn't like rock and roll and other music too, you know what I mean? But just, you know, just with the particular ethos, but especially at this age, this point in the arc, you know, if they said, you know, well, also, you would get a whole lot of other people showing up, you know what I mean, that you wouldn't have back in 1969, because that definitely, there was like, there was some some speckles in the shots, at least, that showed the crowd, you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, there goes somebody that might not be black or brown, and there go another one, but it wasn't, you know, I think in this day and age, you would get a, a much larger contingent of other folks. And I ain't saying that that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just different times, right? Because that that's yeah. not how, for those that don't realize how segregated you know, we are in certain ways still, but definitely how segregated we were then. Like, like there's people just like, yo, like I'm real into this music. So I'm up here, but as far as other people that are like, I'm not going up there, but the, but, uh, Oh, I don't know. Now, now maybe that, you know, maybe right. there's some scenes where you, there's like a whole pocket, like you can't see it because <laughs> of the, what they chose to share. Right. But, but, but I didn't see any front row situations where it wasn't black people kind of center stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and and I think it's ill just the idea of like, you know, well, how important two communities are, like those sorts of summer events. Like like then obviously the scale of Harlem in the sixties is that you can get these giant, you know, in some ways national artists and and bands where, you know, I think in this day and time, you you depending on the size of it, you might be able to get, you know, a couple of national folks, you know, but you probably have some like your local artists and some people that you know, maybe folks in the area know and, you know, mix of this and that, but it might be harder to get, you know, a, a mo. it seemed like there was one day that was like a Motown review or something. Like it seemed like it was yeah. all Motown. I'm going to have to look to see if I can find something with more of a rundown of what was at each thing. But it did seem like there were themes, you know, that's quite a feat, you know, I, 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 and, and for, I love how they just described the brother Tony McLean. It's just sort of like, you know, he, he was just, he, he's working the room. He's like, hey, I, I got your back on that. Word up. All right, I'll see you on this. Now, I'm going to have that when you need it. And, it, you know, he's a promoter. Right. He, he's getting it. He's spinning. He got them plates spinning. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I got to get this in here. Then we get there. And it's like, nah, man, just don't quit. Like, then, you know, and then you, you find all the pieces. Then it gets to a point where it's like, well, we got a stage. We got mics. <laughs> we got, you know, somebody got to show right. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to go ahead and do it. Like, yeah. You know, no, I, and I think it was important to, to again, the, the role of even politics and the representation of those things in regard to getting the festival done, to talk about, you know, Mayor Lindsay and, and obviously, you know, his foregone time as being a elected official that, that could not and does not exist today, being a Republican that was deeply engaged in, you know, yeah. social elements of what it meant. Um, to engage with community and, you know, of, of which we're, we're, we're quite familiar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just to think about how did you get something like that done? And honestly, besides New York, that's probably the only place you probably will have that level of 
money, <laughs> right? That like a city is going to give for a festival, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, I think the other part about that was at that time, you know, the very famous artists in black communities didn't necessarily have to be ones that were put on by huge record labels. So therefore, if people listen to the Chambers Brothers or people listening, um, you know, to the uh, staple singers and stuff like that, that's put on because black folks all across the country is listening to the staple singers, right? Right. It ain't because you set up a deal with this label to get, you know, Khaled, you know what I'm saying? Like to the show and you had to bring along somebody because you did that to do that. And so it's just like, these are the people black folks want to see. Yeah, and these are the yeah. people who could be around at that time. And that can make sense. Um, so I thought that, you know, that, that was important. And then the global reach of how they try to have the conversation, which again, tip hats, hats off to, uh, to quest love and his, um, you know, the folks who worked on the film, but really even the framing of El Barrio and then Ray Barreto, and then really understanding that while we talk about Harlem as this place of Black Americana, El Barrio is, is one of the fundamental Puerto Rican neighborhoods in America, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that relationship and acknowledging and seeing that relationship, um, I think it was important for people to give people context because I think you know, the way we receive information can make us think that only black people live in Harlem. Like you were saying about like saying someone was like New York. Well, no, it's Harlem. It's not necessarily all of New York that's doing this. And even in that, there are different parts of Harlem that make up Harlem. And the sound of New York and Harlem being this place also means there are people from all across the world living in Harlem, right? In El Barrio, you might like you have obviously Puerto Rican community, Cuban community, a not small population of Italians who were kind of left over from the transitions. Mm-hmm. And then, but also like Panamanians, right? Who would look like, you know, look, you would just consider them to be West, in, you know, West Indian or whatever until you recognize they speak Spanish, mm-hmm. you know? And so just kind of like beautiful uh, mosaic as David Dinkins talked about, that existed in this place that, that, again, allowed it to be like where this music and this culture could also connect. So you could see the relationship as they talk about between the Young Lords and the Panthers, mm-hmm. you know, um, really talking about being intersectional in a time before <laughs> it came back into vogue, right? And right. I think the documentary kind of highlighted that. All right. I think... Um... Well, something I want to ask you to, to come back to because you have brought up, you know, in our, our discussion around um, agency. Because I, I think, you know, like you have an event like this, one, and I, and I think it was important that the the, the the movie spoke to it in terms of like, at some point you need some bread and, and you know, and, 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 and that there was a, you know, a, a, a sponsor, a major brand, uh, as it were, mm-hmm. at the time of, of Maxwell House. Um, and this, you know, a hey, spoiler alert or whatever, if you feel like I'm ruining the movie for you by talking about it, but go watch the movie and you'll understand that I'm not. Okay. Any event, <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 and I guess it's still a thing. I guess it's probably even more of a thing now, but, um, you know, I, I just wonder, 
I think that folks still don't totally understand like the scale to which brands or corporate America didn't always kind of <laughs> sponsor stuff related to black people <laughs> or mm-hmm. stuff that would put them too close to black people. Um, you know, Maxwell House as a brand under General Foods or whatever, which I don't even know if General Foods is still General Foods. I, I, I think they still are on the label and stuff, but um and and I and this in no way is a a yes or no or support to anything any of those entities do, but understanding that like you have ingredients here in order to get this done, right? That requires these different pieces and parts, right? So you gotta have, you know, somebody who won who got the idea. And I guess this was the third Harlem Cultural Festival that existed. I think one of the things speaks to that, uh, one of the images at least that pops up if I remember in the film. But this was obviously like a higher scale, right? And then so you you have this person in in in, in the brother Tony that's pushing it, right? And then you got the, you got political support from the mayor and a mayor who you know had a uh, you know whether some people believe it or not, but actually you know really was engaged with black and brown people <laughs> at right. a tumultuous time in this country's history in the biggest city in the country. Who knew? Um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, notwithstanding all the problems that still were happening up top. Um, but you know, it was just something to think about. And then you got um the you got the artists themselves, you got uh the Panthers <laughs> doing security and somebody, you know, working that situation out because not wanting the police to have a have a, have a presence really there due to, you know, the ongoing dynamic of the black community and the police. You got the black people themselves, <laughs> right, who live mm. there and want to be involved, right? Like that want to come, want to be able to do something celebratory and fun in their own community. Um, want to see the rest of the world, sort of like the world stage as it were, come to their community. You got then the, the all the technical stuff that's related to putting on a show, which, you know, you know, me, we, we the, the towers and, the, and you, get the, you get the money to get the, the film. And I mean, I think the thing that is actually quite remarkable about it is the fact that it was filmed. Cause there's so many things I'm sure now we take for granted that everything could be filmed and that there should be filming and, and to most part, but you know, there's a lot of, I mean, shoot, we, 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 we wrapped through it the whole nineties. It ain't really filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be good. Maybe bad. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. you know, suffice it to say, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, you know, black creativity over the last 30 years that is not necessarily filmed, right? Um, and so that somebody, you know, got that down. But, you know, what was some of your just thoughts though around, like, kind of agency and, and messaging, you know, with the, because that's something that we do. Well, I think I think you, you really just t- touched on it uh, perfectly. Just, you know, talking about times can take away our agency. Talking about struggle can take away our agency. I think our agency is central for us to keep in the center, you know, and not and to make sure that we're keeping that this is not this is not being done to us. This mm-hmm. is being done with us, right? Um, and, and by us keeping that in mind, we can keep in the possibilities and acknowledge that we are we can perpetually create this level of agency. Um, one small thing in the movie I thought was really interesting. And it made me start reflecting on this was so Maxwell House came in big on the, you know, the event. And so in that, the commercial and it talks about coffee coming from Africa. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made me reflect that, like, by the 80s, we had already connected coffee to South America. Like, yeah. within the next 15 years of this, of Maxwell House talking about coffee coming from Africa, which we now know to be the case, and, you know, there's much more information about the origin stories of coffee and its origin from Africa. But that house, how fast all the companies moved from talking about it being a largely African, uh, you know, of African origin to it being defined by Juan Valdez. Right. Right. And that kind of shift of being more trusting of a farmer in South America than its origin in Africa. Now, obviously, there's a whole bunch of politics around why you think that the, you know, yeah. The, the, uh, the you know ever ever working South American farmer would produce you a cup of coffee, right? When all the stuff's going on in South America politically, but right. it's really that for another time. But yeah. just that shift. Um, but I think again, centering people in ways that are real and make sense. And the and the thing is, and sometimes we have to say anything about someone centering you is about how do you center yourself. Mm-hmm. And that level of agency to, as we look forward in a whole host of things of, yes, how are we centering ourselves? How are we exercising agency? And sometimes exercising agency means everything isn't neat. Everything isn't like uh, nicely put in a place. Sometimes agency is is complicated. It's outside the, uh, the lines, but that's what you're really talking about because even being patronized enough to make you think like you're having agency when you're really not mm. is a bigger challenge. But like, again, the music and the culture and people knew the power of music and the power of community to actually keep a situation more calm. And I think that's an impasse, a powerful idea, yeah. right? Like you knew if you brought your favorite artists that your favorite artists will come and talk to you and talk with you and be in community with you to like have you, you know, to keep everything cool, can say to each other, come let's keep it cool, baby. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Right, right. They all man, but what's the name of gonna be up there, man? Like let's, you know, <laughs> like this, yeah. you know what I mean? And I and I'm sure, you know, what I mean things happened probably, you know, in the neighborhood, right. in the area, right? Like, you know, that we wouldn't want to be fans of, but the the nothing happened that derailed the event from going on and, 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 you know, being, what was it, six or eight weeks of shows, you know what I'm saying, in the community, you know, a giant stage built, you know what I mean? Like, it's quite a feat. Um, you know, I don't know how many things, it's just like, yeah, we have one big thing every summer. Like, it's, it's the one, you know, it's a weekend or something. It's, you know, Friday to Sunday night, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's quite a, you know, a deal. Um, something that I was thinking about when I went, your thought on this i mean what do you think about like these days like would do you think a festival this way like with with this combination of that it is a community thing right it is it is of this community but then it's also got this this presence that's national in a sense and i guess you know i guess we could probably debate that because they're national because as you brought up earlier that a lot of these were music that black people were listening to so therefore they are national in that sense but other people may not have treated them that way um but do you think you know this type of event you know 
would happen today? Like, what would that look like today if someone was trying to put something like this on, like six, eight weeks of, you know, joints? Yeah. I, well, again, I think there's one, there's one part of it that says, <laughs> right, right, exactly. There's one part of it that says, do you, how many places do you have density for this? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know, you know, I've read about other festivals done like this all across the country. Uh, there was one in Boston, um, the late 70s, that was really big. There were a couple in Atlanta. Doing the so, I mean, I think you had, you had them, but I don't know if you had them six weeks in a row. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. only happens with a degree of density that Harlem and, and by extension kind of New York had at that time. Um, and then there's also this conference, you know, there's this space that I think a lot of our festivals have just become really uh, segmented. And I understand why. Like, for example, the Essence Fest gives people a lot, but it's it's kind of for a particular group. of It's just literally for a particular group of people of, mm-hmm. of age range. Right. Right. right, right. Like it is done to do that. Like you got the the summer festival down in uh, Maryland where they bring folks on. Like so, so you got these, these individual festivals. What you don't kind of have is this broader idea of what's tying it together, whether um, inferred or, or explicit, right? And that's what I think is even different. Like even though it's at Harlem Cultural Festival. But it's explicit of talking about blackness. It's explicit talking about um, the rhythm of El Barrio, right? It's explicit talking about global conversations, the global music with Humasa Kayla, right? Mm. A lot of our stuff is sanctioned, is segmented for commerce now. Mm. Like, this is for grown folks, right? You know what I mean? This is for grown and sexy, or this is for this people, or this is for these people, or this is for the Afropunk, this is for the really arty people, like, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. What we don't do, and I think it's a representation of our, frankly, of our community, we don't bring a lot of times all of our our existence together, right? Whereas, like Sly and them, you know, there's a difference between David Ruffin and Sly and Family Stone, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. However, Sly and Family Stone were accepted as fully black, yeah. In, in that space. And so I think that some of the challenges about having that today is where are we at with understanding people's and being uh, inclusive in a big tent about blackness and not uh, judging how people are showing up like that or in having an intellectual thing about, okay, well, you know, do I want to go necessarily listen to somebody talking about killing somebody with my children there? Not necessarily. <laughs> so I get that. But mm-hmm. I also understand, I think, is, is people acknowledging our diversity, right? And really championing it, not championing it in the sense where, like, corporations champion it, but how do we champion it as community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think the tone and and embodied by the, the segment around the fifth dimension, I'm not going to get way into that because I'm going to let people experience that in case there's more people who didn't realize the fifth dimension was Black, <laughs> our people you know tend to like love our people and even then the aspect where you might be doing what you're doing and sometimes you know it'd be like yo do people think we don't like us like people think we trying to escape or some shit and it's like nah we just like this is the shit we into like we ain't 
Yeah, you know I mean, we just said this, this is the type of stuff we like to produce, but we we feel as connected to blackness as the rest. Like, I, I, you know, I wake up every day and still be black, just like y'all, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, African American, as some people prefer, or, you know, um, you know, whatever, whatever's, you know, floating folks' boats at the moment. And it, it sort of retained, I, I was just listening to um, uh, the People's Party with Yasin Bey, you know, and, and there's some that he he's, he says in that their conversation around like you know people as artists just trying to do the thing that they think is their work right and not necessarily trying to that are what we think someone was thinking when they decided to do what they're doing is not doesn't mean that's what they was thinking that's just what we thought they was thinking mm. right and right. we can have um especially depending on how popular your your thought around what you thought the other person was doing is right if you have an audience that will hear you say yeah i think this person was trying to like you know do x y and z as it pertains to their blackness then like that idea can really like become a narrative that that people think is true and it's like but it's not really true like you already know what their intention was if you didn't ask them if nobody asked right, right if nobody put it on paper or or in text or somewhere that where was like yeah we actually had a conversation like man we want to understand your motivation behind this create this piece and like oh look man i was thinking about my grandma you know what I mean? Or like whatever. And and the the degree to which um as we would say people want to act on what they you know, sort of their interpretation of what is the is at play as opposed to exploring, you know, and doing some legwork to make sure that they got, you know, really the knowledge of them, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to get to that understanding and not, you know, some other fractional piece. Where they're like, yeah, well, you know, he he ain't never like us anyway, and it's like, well, what, 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 what do you mean he ain't never like us? Well, you know, because he was. What? Listen, I don't even think about it that much, but that's just how I feel. A lot of that kind of stuff, and especially, um, you know, and I think to the way that we can be positioned by the way the market behaves. Yes, it does not have anything necessarily to do with our intentions, um, you know, our energy or our sincerity of the way we you know, do things. Now, some of that obviously I think has shifted, you know, there's still a, a degree of that now, but you know, there's, there's such defined markets now where if you are kind of like, I want to be the, 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 the contrarian black person. And that's how I want to try to like make my space. Like you can be contrarian black person, you know what I'm saying? Or you can be the dude that the tech guys love, or you could be um, the dude that the people that like punk rock, that think they like, you know, that they're like the punk rockers that like they really do embrace everybody versus the punk rockers that don't really embrace everybody, right? Or I'm I'm in the <laughs> right. arena rock. Like, you know what I'm saying? All these different genres and subgenres and spaces of creativity, like you can you could start out on the front end going, I'm gonna target <laughs> whatever little pocket niche of of interest, especially as it pertains to black people, that I might be able to profit in, you know, and you may do that consciously or unconsciously. Um which I don't know if you it was as easy to do in the past. You know, I think you, you could find yourself there easier in the past. We're just like, well, you know, I was, you know, if I was, you know, I think it came up a couple times in a number of folks in terms of the, the artists that were from this very either classically trained or they was in, you know, they they were their their capacity to do their art was enhanced by how much education and access they had the opportunity to be a part of and or because they had been, you know, performing their their art since they were like kids with their family traveling the country, right? So you right. have a, a place when you get to that stage 
that you you have this developed body and then you you're, you're trying to perform it um versus you know uh, you know so you're highly skilled you know what I mean? So when you get up there, but the but the 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 way the market work don't really respect your skill necessarily equally, as as we would you know assume that it does. So I just think it's it was very ill to see that, but then to understand that like, you know, all of those people wanted to perform for our community, like right. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to Harlem. I don't know how New York people is. You know what I'm saying? I'm from wherever. I don't really like New York people. And it's like, huh? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Right. What you talking about? Like for real? Oh wow! All right, I guess you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, I, you know, maybe maybe we've outgrown that. I don't know if we have, but we probably have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was yeah, wishful uh, thinking, but I wishful yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, you definitely, you <laughs> definitely, to, yeah, you tried that one. Yeah, I just no, slide it over home plate. Didn't, didn't, didn't make it though. Yeah, not at all. We ain't changed that much. Oh. Uh, Indeed, indeed. Um, well, I mean, we, we covered a lot of it. Um, anything in there you want to add? Any any other thoughts uh, that maybe one I one piece on? one piece I thought was oh go ahead no no go ahead I think you're about to say it so I'm just gonna wait. Uh, one piece I thought um, that really uh, grabbed me was the section on the relationship of the civil rights movement to to mute civil rights movement to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the brother's name on top of my head right now, but the brother that was the actual last person to speak to Martin Luther King, who brother, you know, Dr. Dr. King, who was um a the head of the band that would go around and would play music before they spoke. And I think that sometimes we even downplay the role of music in the in the movements. Like, mm-hmm. okay. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna have a band, and then we're gonna get up and talk. So people is already, as we would call in the common parlance, turn, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They turn before the for the for the good reverend get up and say nothing, say something. So, right. and just that role of music and how they were really traveling the country, you know, blending the music and politics and the advocacy and all these things being really connected and not being disconnected. Which I think, again, over time, it started to be like, well, let's just connect everything. So, because it don't have to be connected. It's like, no, that's not how things really function in our community, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, Ben uh, Branch. I think it is. Ben Branch, yeah, Ben Branch. And just, that was just, again, an important part, I think, of history that gets often lost. Um, these figures who are so important and so important things that had so much of a big impact to you, where you had someone traveling with civil rights actors, right? So, like, these are people um, who are who you know are part of this movement, and they are using their gift and using their skill as being part of the movement to improve people's lives, right? And not separated. Or when someone says something gets too political, we start to talk about them and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring that that, uh, that piece up. And just uh, finally, for me, anyone who just watches it. You just have to watch Nina Simone. That's mm-hmm. all I say. You just have to. You just have to be present <laughs> yeah. when she when she does a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like our generation, like you, might know of Nina Simone because you had a family member that played it. But I yeah. don't. I don't think. I don't think who she was in her time is equal to how we 
experienced her in terms of how she was, you know, covered, so to speak, in the, the music culture, you know, like since her, that time, you know what I mean? Um, and her importance. And then, like I said, what she, you know, she, she, yeah, what she puts on, what she, what she does. I, I would, I don't, and I don't know if maybe, maybe Quest, somebody could work on it so that you could, because I, I imagine for all of these, you know, there's like three hour, four hour concert. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how long these shows were, but like you could maybe watch, watch the whole thing. <laughs> like you could go in and right. see her whole set. Um, and some of the other ones, Max Roach and, um, uh, yeah, Abby Lincoln, Abby Lincoln set, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, a couple others, but yeah, definitely. I would, I would echo, I would, uh, I would, uh, second that emotion, <laughs> so to speak, you know what I mean? Tune in what Nina, Nina was doing and what she, what she, where she was coming from and somebody just, just in every way. I mean, y'all actually, I think some of y'all shared, shared, and I say y'all, I'm saying y'all on the internet that might be listening to this and your, your memifications, you know, the very popular clip of her speaking that as an artist, like, how could you not talk about what's happening <laughs> in the time that you're in, you know what I mean? And her perspective on that. Um, but let's, you know, I'm not asking you to look at Nina as a bludgeon, but look at Nina for what Nina's, Nina's laying down, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, take the best part for yourself as it were, so. All right. Yes, sir. All right. So with that, you know what I'm saying? You know, check the movie. I'll put a link to the trailer. You know what I'm saying? It's on the Hulu. And then, you know, find it. If you really want to support, go, go, you know, go to a movie theater if you feel go safe. Go see it in the movie. I was, I would be honest. Like, yeah, if you, if you feel safe and, and health, the things apply, you know, because um, it's great to see it on the television, but I do, I'm going to go see it in the movie because I think it's, uh, yeah, the big screen gives it a bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So with that, I'm say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, Majestic. Thank you to you, the listeners. Please uh, listen, rate, subscribe, share wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron on Patreon. Uh, just search for Ash Oldhead, and you will be able to uh, learn. You know, see what you what would work for you to contribute. You can always just share um, and get more folks listening. Um, also, you can look for Ash Oldhead on Etsy and buy a T-shirt or a sweater, a sweater, sweater with a sweater. No, it's a hoodie. You know, whatever case may be. But in any event, thank you for listening, and I appreciate you. You know, please go check out the doc. I think it's a fantastic piece of piece of work, um, capturing a great moment. And so, you know, as always, take the best part for yourself. Peace. <laughs>